Welcome to the Heart Shaped Ministries podcast, where we discuss the big areas of life that God wants to transform in each one of us. And uh, so that you know, we do have a book. If you haven't heard that all of this is based on the Heart Shaped Parenting book. But the reason I mention it is because we have five sections in that book and we devote a chapter to every single in every single section to this very topic of how you can help your children grow in God. And we look at it from different angles and give you lots of suggestions because it is that important. This topic is extremely important. So we want to encourage you to really pay attention and start to consider some of the things that we're going to say tonight. We're going to give you lots of tips. We're going to tell you what we have found that worked has worked for us. So you're going to want to listen and uh, go for it all, the, uh, listen all the way to the end. Let me tell you a story about how we uh, merged our church and tried to get our children on board, although it wasn't really working at the beginning. So we were leading a church for seven years. We planted and we were leading this church for seven years. And then God told us to merge the church. So Great idea. We were excited to join with another church in the city. So we, we were going to break the news to our children. We sat them down. We weren't moving cities. We were staying in, in this city where we were living, staying in this very same house. And we broke the news to our, our children. And the response was shocking. So two of them burst into tears immediately. One of them kind of stared longingly into the distance, you know. And then there was a fourth that laid into us. She was just telling us how she was so disappointed in us and how could we change everything. And we were so surprised. We didn't think we were changing a a great deal. We weren't moving towns. But we we realized that this was going to be a little bit trickier than we thought. Well, I was telling a friend of mine later that week about my kids their strong reaction against our merging of the church. And he asked me a question. He said, Drew, you feel God has called you and Megan to this city, and you feel like that merging the church is going to be better for the city. I said, yeah, that's right. He says, so this is your mission. You're on a mission. I said, yeah. He said, are your children a part of that mission? And I said, well, yeah, certainly. He says, but but do they know that? Do they know that they are that they have a call, that they have a mission, that they're part of this thing. They said, you have led the church in this, but you haven't led your children. Because, mm-hmm. you see, our children are on the mission with us as well. And uh, he challenged me, and I and I immediately started realizing that they have a call and a purpose as well. And together, we I haven't led them well. So that night, I implemented a plan. That very night, I went home. Sorry, I went to the office, and I grabbed a flip chart you know, one of these paper flip charts. And I went home and I set it up in our lounge. I set all the children around it. And I put this big question at the top of the flip chart. Why does our family exist? Why does our family exist? And then we started going around and talking about all the different reasons why we felt like we existed. And at the end of it, we came up with a family mission statement, complete with the idea that we exist for God's glory and that, that we were ready to do whatever he had us to do and called us to do in order to reach more people for his kingdom, for his sake. As parents, we have to reframe our lives and our help our children reframe their lives with God's big purpose, 
with his big picture, with his big plan to love the world into his eternal arms. And they need to know they are a part of that mission, that calling of God on our whole family. We have to lead our children in these things. And so we want to help develop their relationship with God. And by the way, we would love for you to give us some ideas as well. So if you are listening and if you want to answer this question, what is one thing that you have done that has helped your children to seek God more? So maybe you can also just put in the comments one thing that you've done to help your children, because we do want this to be uh, interactive as well. We'd love to hear from you. So be answering that question as we go along. Great. So since that brainstorming evening um, in our lounge, we started to get much more intentional in bringing the children into what we felt like we were called to, because actually it was a a revelation that we are all called to it as a family. It's not just something that we were called to as a family. We are called on a mission for God. So we became much more intentional about different areas of our life. So for example, in church, we would be very intentional about standing at the front of church together as a family. So we made it a time where the kids were not allowed to be on devices. They weren't allowed to run off with their friends during that time. They had to be with us as a family for worship. And, you know, there was seasons where some of our kids were not actually interested in worship. They weren't engaging. And we said, that's fine, but we want you to sit with us. And as they sat with us, then we would pray like crazy that God would just captivate their hearts. And, and he has. So that's been an amazing thing is just being intentional about sitting together and worshiping together. Um, I would just add, I would add in there, it's so key that they see that you have a personal relationship with God. You need to be engaging in worship times and, and hopefully soon we'll get to go back into church settings and get to worship, but engage. If they see you disengage, Mm -hmm. it will, it will communicate much more than what your words communicate. And even in terms of your personal relationship with God, I remember I would come down into uh, the lounge when I was growing up and see my dad pray. It puts seeds into my heart they need to know that we are praying parents and that we believe and uh and and that it's real for us because that will really really help them yeah and then some other things we did so even just in thinking about church we started praying on the way to church together as a family we would pray for whoever we knew was preaching we would pray for the worship we would pray that whoever came that they would meet with God, that they would be encouraged. And we would pray that Mm. if God had anything for us that we could encourage someone with, that we could give to someone. We even had times where we gave the kids a certain amount of money and said, you need to pray about who you can bless um, with this on the Sunday. And so I think just wanting to instill in the hearts of our children that the Sunday morning is not a time of consuming. It's a time of giving and giving away as a family what we have. Um, some other things we did, we prioritized youth night for our children. We have got four teenagers now. Um, one has graduated from high school, but they all went through youth. And youth was such a significant time in the lives of our children, especially in that vulnerable yeah. teenage time. And we would work our schedules around youth. We would make sure we didn't go away too often on the weekends because we wanted our kids to be meeting with God in that context with other young people. And that's been a really life-transforming time um, for our kids as well. We also started a Bible study in our house. We asked the kids to be a part of it because 
we know what God wants to do in them and what he yeah. wants to use them for is not just for adults. It's, it's for all of us. The kingdom is for everybody and the children have stuff to teach us. Yeah, as I re- well. remember one family that was moving to another continent and we brought them over and we brought the children in and they were quite young. And we said, we want to lay hands on this family that's going, they were going to Canada uh, to be part of, uh, do some God's work there type of thing. And and so we said, we, children, come and we want you to prophesy and bring words that you feel God is giving you. So to engage them in the process and let them know that they have something to contribute. Yeah. Early on, if they feel that God is speaking to them and they've got something to contribute, it really starts, it just raises that understanding that this isn't just my parents' faith it starts to become their faith as well. But we really believe that that God wants to use our children. We really believe they don't have to wait till they get older or till they've read the whole Bible or till they've been at youth for a certain amount of time. They can pray and prophesy and and bless people. Mm -hmm. We just have to create the space and opportunity and the encouragement and belief in them Mm -hmm. that God's going to use them in those spaces. Yeah, very good. And, you know, we also tried to, be sure we're practicing intentionally hospitality. So having an open home, having, you know, especially for Christmas and Easter, being able to invite people who don't have family around to be a part of our family for that time. And all the time, like Drew's saying, we're wanting to build an environment where our children see that we are actually, we're on a mission for something bigger than ourselves. And we want to build an environment where they can thrive in who they are made to be in God as well. Some of the things that we did as well, we we planned our vacation time around like youth camps. So we prioritized youth camps so that make sure that they had opportunity to go to it. We we made sure that, that we uh, we didn't plan too many family weekends away whenever we were doing youth. We also helped them get on mission trips. So now one year we actually took a family mission trip together instead of doing a, a week by the beach and having that holiday together. We actually said, let's go serve God together as a family. And a friend of ours who is a doctor, he was planting a church into the rural parts of, of South Africa. Um, we went to help his church plant. And so and with our children, we walked through the rural villages. We went into people's houses. We prayed for the sick. We laid hands on people. We were doing that for the week, going through the, the winding rural roads in South Africa. And it really impacted our children in a, in a huge way. So imagine if you were to go on a mission trip with your children. Imagine if if together, you know, you can, I'm sure your church will do mission trips and hopefully it'll all open up soon and we can do those things again. Um, you can send your children on those. But what if your whole family went? And I want to challenge you to try and aim to do a family mission trip all together. Go across a border. If you've got a border close to you, go across a border or try and fly somewhere together that is heart shaping stuff that is destiny shaping stuff imagine taking your children and imagine the destiny that's in their hearts when they are a part of the whole spreading the gospel from judea samaria Samaria, and to the ends of the earth that that is so amazing it actually changes you it really it really does so we want to encourage you do mission trips together even now as our family as our children are getting older and we've got one that's already graduated and we've got one that's now about to graduate we're encouraging them to take a gap year it's not for everybody 
But we really feel like a foundational year before they get into university is going to be absolutely key for them and can only help them. I know so often as parents, we want to rush them through and make sure that they go to university and get that degree and we lift education up so high. And we really do value education. We want our children to go to university. But actually, they need God first and pri- and it needs to be the primary thing in their lives, first and foremost. So we are encouraging them to do a gap year where they can go spend some time at a training school, at a ministry school, and get those foundations in. It will serve them well for the rest of their lives. In fact, it often opens up even the, the people that they're going to meet when they get married or even where they're going to end into the future uh, with their own vocations and the things that they're going to end up doing. So that stuff is so, so key. We want to encourage you to think beyond just even now. Start planning towards how you're going to put a love for God in this world in your children's hearts. Yeah. And we love this quote by an amazing missionary who was a missionary to China named Hudson Taylor. And he writes this. So he said, I used to ask God if he would come and help me. Then I ask if I could come and help him. And finally, I ask if he would come do his work through me. So this is what we're aiming for with our children. We want to equip them to have a life-giving relationship with Jesus, so much so that they realize that Jesus is actually within them and he wants to do the kingdom work within them. Christ is not separate from us. He's actually within us and he wants to do an amazing, amazing work through our children right now not even just in the future, right now. He wants to do an amazing work in and through them. Um, Something else we did that was actually really helpful is that, and we often do this at the beginning of the year, is that we spend some time together as a family thinking and praying about the year, and then we allow everyone to have some space, some time on their own, and they have to pray about what is the word that God has given them for this year. So it's an intentional word that you choose, that you tell everybody in the family, and that we pray about They focus on, they ask God to do a work in them with that specific word. Sometimes we put the words up so we could all remember what they were. And that's been so helpful. I mean, when we, when we first started doing this, I tried to do, I was a little bit over the top and I had all these quadrants and we went, what's your goal emotionally? What's your goal mentally? That was a little bit too much, but one word has been amazing and has really had a profound effect on all of us. So I remember one of our kids one year, courage was her word. And so as she worked through that year, as she looked at courage, as she prayed to have courage, we saw a significant difference in her life. Hey, in stepping out in things and stepping out in what she felt like even God was saying to her. Um, So another example, another child had the word forgiveness actually one year where she felt like she had too much anger in her heart Mm. and she wanted to really work on that. And we really saw God softening her heart and you know, the goal through this is we we want them to be equipped to be, to be seeking God's will for their life and to pursuing be pursuing his purposes and his plans for their life and not just their own. So we've loved doing that. So it's a tradition now. So we do that every year. And if anyone happens to be with us around New Year's, we make them do it as well. So we all do it together. And we really, we've really loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to just to hear as well from some of you I see and we know. People here, Glinda and Sarah and Chantel, Chantel, thanks so much. And you guys, we know some of you are amazing parents and you've done well to help your children grow in God. So please do just write one sentence or something uh, that we can learn from as well or share with the group here. Um, what have you done? 
to help your children grow closer to God? That's the question mm-hmm. we're looking at. Now, I want you to just imagine what your children's lives would look like if they started to frame their world in terms of God being the center and transforming this world for him um, as the goal. What would it look like? Imagine how it would affect your children's decisions. How would it influence whom they even choose to marry? Who are they going to marry? Think about it for a moment. Who are they going to marry? And uh, with God at the center and with the world as their calling, um, it's going to shape that decision. And it will, it will determine uh, the legacy that they leave. Imagine for a moment how it would shape what they do with their time, um, where they, what they do with their energy, where they want to spend, you know, um, their education or, or where they want to go, those type of things. If you, if, if you don't want your children, and this is what we don't want, to waste their lives, because we don't want to, we don't want our children to waste our, their lives, do we? I mean, we look back in our own lives and we think there's so many times where we wish we had just, you know, been a little bit more intentional with some of the decisions that we made. Um, We know our children, um, because of a relationship with Jesus, can go much farther than many of us that, that, you know, that didn't maybe get a relationship with Jesus early on. But it shapes their destiny. It shapes who they are. But we want to encourage you. That it begins with a real relationship that you might have with Jesus, that you need to have yourself with Jesus. We really want to encourage you, um, consider your walk with God, your times with Jesus, how you talk about him around the table. I remember once with my own personal family, um, we had a non-Christian friend that came over and had dinner with us. And uh, at our family, my parents loved Jesus and we talked about God all of the time. And I remember when we, uh, at the end of the dinner, and after everybody had left, he he asked, you know, you, he said he said these words. He says, "You guys talk about God as if you know Him." And we said, "We we do know Him," but he said, "I can't believe it." That young man ended up getting saved. Um, my brother led him to the Lord, and it's a testimony of the the world in which. What we speak about, what we engage with with our children, that becomes what's really real to them. And yeah. we know that there's nothing more real than God and a relationship with Him. There's nothing better than that. So I really want to encourage you. Um, it's really the environment that you set, what you talk, how you how you engage. You need to talk as if God is in the room with you and you guys are best friends and we love God. That type of thing goes a long, long way to helping your mm-hmm. children to grow in God. And okay. just, I know Drew's going to start looking at some of these comments. I just wanted to add, as we are doing, as you're building that environment, that prayer is key to building the environment that your children will thrive spiritually. So there have been moments and times where we've been, you know, what, or yeah. our kids are struggling with things or they don't feel like they're in a great place with God. We just pray and we pray and we pray. And it is amazing how Jesus answers those prayers. I wonder if I can share quickly yeah, please. just about Jonas. Oh, yeah. So some of you will know Jonas on here, but um, amazing young man. From little, he was very scientific, very analytical, very black and white, not very emotional, not very relational early on. He's much better now. But um, and we just knew that he would have an, a questioning 
posture with things, which was not a bad thing. God had given him that. But we really prayed as he was growing that he would have encounters with the Holy Spirit, that he would have real encounters with God so that as his inquisitive mind grew, he had an experience of God that he could also stand on. And God has given him the most amazing encounters, Mm. like encounters where like, we would love to have yeah. those experiences. Angelic encounters. Amazing and encounters. Power encounters and just wonderful. Amazing. So it just prayer is so, so powerful. And there have been times that I've gone into my children's rooms when I know that they're struggling and they were out or at school. And I would anoint their beds with oil. I would put my hands on their beds. I'd put my hands on their pictures. I would pray for God to yeah. come. I would ask for lies to be removed and yeah. his truth. And we just we cannot underestimate the power of prayer because it's not all smooth sailing. Your children will have ups and downs. Mm-hmm. They'll make poor choices that are difficult. They'll we want them we want to force them to have a great relationship with Jesus because we know that in the end is what really matters. But they are also as we create the environment, they are on their own journey. Yeah, that's right. And that is where prayer carries them through. So, yes, pray, pray, pray. For your children. We just want to look at a couple of comments in, in just a moment. Let me just also let you know that this is our second to the last uh, parenting talk that we're doing on Facebook Live. Um, this is the topic for next week. Top three challenges every parent faces. We know that it is difficult. As Megan's saying now, um, there are challenges. And uh, and we're going to talk about those. We're going to get very real, very vulnerable ourselves. And so do join us for next week's. This is the last installment. We are going to still do Facebook Lives, but we're shifting gears and we're going to actually talk about the fear of failure, uh, not just for parents, but for everyone uh, doing a four part series on the fear of failure coming up in two weeks. And so uh, that's going to be a real heart um, gripping one. So please do join us for that. Um, But next week, our last one. Let's look at just some of our own parenting. Let's look at some of the things you guys have said, Sarah. Thanks for contributing here. I also prioritize kids clubs in the week. Yeah, great. And praying with them at mm-hmm. bedtime. I'd love to take them on a family mission trip. Thank you for sharing and being so inspiring, encouraging. Thank you so much. Prayer at bedtime has yeah. um, been crucial. You know, one of the things that Megan did as well is we read biographies to them of of people that uh, did great exploits for God, not always just missionaries, some, you know, even people that mm-hmm. that were in entrepreneurs or whatever that were God followers. So we would read biographies. And there was one particular biography. Do you remember what it was called? We can maybe give it a plug. Well, we read, we read a couple. There was a book. There's a great book called Missionary Stories with the Millers, yeah, I think. With the Millers. with the Millers. That's right. And that's a fantastic one. We read that Old when book, the kids were very a little good. bit younger. And they were very short kind of missionary um, stories of people from all over the world. And that was that was amazing. Yeah. Um, that's re- that really inspired our kids as our kids got a little bit older. Um, particularly one, Dea has read a number of um, biographies about yeah. kind of just radical missionaries. That's life-changing stuff. It so is. when early on, <clears throat> when your children are hearing those stories, it actually lays incredible foundations in their lives. Obviously, we as they're growing, we try to get age-appropriate Bibles that we read to them. And eventually, when they're doing that on their own, getting age-appropriate ones for them that they can also delve into. But stories are so powerful. Um, Real-life stories have been very significant. Yeah, um, just speaking about lives. getting them Bibles, can I encourage you to get your children a journal that they can write in? Make sure that they have a journal. It, it, it journaling is so key. I, I have found in my own personal quiet times 
journaling is actually the key. It's like the breakthrough, mm-hmm. uh, you know, opens the door. You can read the Bible, you can pray, but when you journal, it's like you're you're funneling um, your what it is. I don't know, honing in on what God is is saying to you, actioning, or it. even what your heart wants to say to God. Mm-hmm. It's like you're actioning. It's like you're putting something down out there. You know, it's like whenever we walk down to the front of the church when we want to make a response to God. It's like an action. So I want to encourage you, get your children to journals, have them write out what God is saying to them. And that actually playing worship music. So yeah, so creating environments through worship music and it really brings God's presence and the kids memorize truth through song. I think that's brilliant. I love that. Chantel, thank you so much for that contribution. I think leading by example is so key. Thank you. That's so true. Yep, that's very good. Very, very good. Thanks, everybody, for being here. (laughs) Oh, guys, we have enjoyed doing these parenting things, and especially with some of you that keep coming back, and you really do as well. Okay, let's see. Chantel, I got another one. Uh, Do us good, I mean. Uh, Journaling has been a huge thing for us. We have been teaching our kids how to interpret their own dreams. Wow, that's cool. We often talk about them in great detail and often remind them of the dreams that they've had. Wow. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, great conversation. I mean, that's a great way to start the day. Did you dream anything? And and what, and what is God saying? What's God saying through your dreams? I love that idea. That's amazing. Yeah, wonderful. I love it. Great ideas. Sarah, thank you so much as well. Uh, we're so pleased. I think, Sarah, you probably get the gold star of being on every single <laughs> week that we've done this. And I've been so encouraging. And Glinda as well. Don't want to forget Glinda. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, But we really do hope that these things have helped. And just to, you know, sometimes just talking about these things again reminds us how to be intentional and what we really want to do and what really matters Mm -hmm. at the end of the day in our parenting. And so we're glad that you could be a part of things today. We're going to start wrapping up now. We're just doing these for, you know, a half hour or so. Remember next week, this is the topic we're looking at, the challenges that you uh, would might be facing as a parent. We want to get real. We want to hear from you as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, everybody. If you do want to catch some of these that you didn't hear before, we have the podcast. Um, all of these go onto a podcast and that might be an easy way to engage mm-hmm. uh, with this content than trying to view a video from previously. So you can listen on your way to work or things like that. So do go and sign up for the podcast. Otherwise, we are done for this evening, and we will be praying for you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Lord, we pray for you, These everyone who's watching. Mm-hmm. We pray for their children. We, we pray in the name of Jesus that yeah, you would do. lead them. Give them the dreams. And I pray, Father, that even the words yes. that will shape them, whether they uh, get them through their own journaling or through prayer or through dreams, Lord, speak in every way possible mm-hmm. so that they might develop an intimate relationship with you, Jesus. Mm-hmm.